And don't you hear that all the time? Like when people are living their truth, people notice it and they're like, I mm-hmm. love that person. They're so great to be around. I just mm-hmm. feel, you know, cause I know that they're just going to speak their truth and they do it compassionately and they, they do it in a way that I don't have to guess and have all these like questions about who they are or how they feel about me. They're just going to tell me. And I love yeah. that. I hate having to guess where someone's at or, you know, like it, it's amazing how much energy we spend trying to like guess where someone's at or what they yes. need or what we should say or not say, right? Like so much energy. But when someone is just like, hey, I'm just going to tell you the truth. This is just what I'm about. There's no guessing and that's so much beautiful energy. I'm Sonia Statman and you're listening to Women in the Business Arena. Over the last 20 years, I've had the honor of working with thousands of women in business. During that time, I have been obsessed with finding a new way to operate business. One that eliminates hustle, supports ease, aligns with our values, and gives us a sustainable pathway to change the world. This podcast shares with you some of the lessons I've learned along the way. The conversations we have here are intimate, honest, and enlightening. It's like hanging out with friends who also happen to be pretty amazing business owners. Here we challenge what the world says business has to be to trailblaze a path of our own. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, and welcome back to Women in the Business Arena. We are continuing our amazing season on growth. How can we grow? And we're, of course, talking about how can we grow ourselves, and that has the ripple effect on our careers, on our businesses, on our bank account. And so today, Laura and I are going to kind of unpack this really important growth tip, which is about practicing truth-telling. I love this. I love this. What do you think, Laura? Like when I say practice truth-telling, what comes up for you? I don't know. For some reason, I have this musical like bum, 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 truth-telling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it feels like it needs to have its own oh, <laughs> sound associated. Um, but yes, I guess I think that there is some, some levity. It's a truth to how important it is for us to be honest. When, when I hear you say that, I think, okay, Truth-telling with others, the courage to say what we need to say with others, which can be hard for a little bit of a conflict-avoidant person such as myself, and then the truth-telling that happens with ourselves, the ability to be honest with ourselves, even though we become really good at... Being tricksters of our own mind. (laughs) Yay. Yay to the trickster. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And let's start with that. Let's start with, you know, looking at the truth telling with ourselves. And then I think we can move in a little bit later to the truth telling with others. Because, I mean, I really think it's so important that we get honest with ourselves first. Because really, how can we have a truth telling with others if we're not really sort of truth telling ourselves? And and I think this is about reclaiming our voice, but it's it's really about trusting ourselves, right? I think there's this like core piece of truth telling that's about trusting ourselves and trusting our bodies and trusting our feelings and trusting our energy, right? We talked last week about energy and I think, you know, it's trusting the energy that flows through us and it's allowing it 
to be real. It's allowing it to be accepted. Because how often do we have truth that moves through us, energy that moves through us, and then we're like, no, that could really cause some problems in my life. And I'm just going to, you know, tamp that back down. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's right there what you said. This is going to cause some ripple effects that I don't sure, not sure if I want to deal with. It's going to have some possible negative consequences from what I'm, you know, maybe perceiving other people might react to. And I think that this truth telling with ourselves, it's so important. Like you're saying that we get that foundation because if we don't know what's true for ourselves and we can't be honest with ourselves, then we are constantly getting, you know, our head turned by everyone around us really like, Oh, this is a great idea. Okay. Yeah. This person thinks I should do this. So let me go over here. I'm going to go that direction. I'm going to go that path. And so it's really easy, you know, to get lost going down different directions and and paying attention to what other people think is true for us. And that's, yeah, going to cost us a lot of time and energy. And really, when you come back to what is it that's true for me, that can be really a big question for a lot of people. They haven't spent a lot of time maybe asking that question, right? I'm thinking about when I say that to a client, like, what's, what's true for you? Most of the time they're like, what do you mean by that? It's like, yes. What do you mean? Yes. I think so too. And, you know, you know, going kind of back to the, the, you know, original sort of idea about this season, you know, we're talking about growth as a removal process. And the thing is, is that I believe we don't have to find truth. We don't have to figure truth out, right? We know truth. What we have to do is remove what's in the way of seeing that truth, right? So I think this is important to really just note because I think a lot of people feel that they don't have truth. They don't know their truth. And there's like this self-doubt and this mistrust they have with truth. But I just want to say that you have the truth. You know the truth. The truth is your essential nature. It is all the things we put in uh, like in front of that truth that causes us to not see it. So whether that's we're protecting something or, you know, we're afraid of something or we disconnect and disembody, you know, so that we don't experience something. There's like all these things or these identities, like we've put this really comfortable identity in front of the truth. And if we were to like notice the truth, we'd have to let go of that identity. And that's really, really hard. So I think, you know, I just want to kind of reframe that because what I see is a lot of people seeking their truth outside of themselves. But what I want to just highlight is your truth is there. It's just kind of peeling back the layers to feel it. Mm, Yes. And this is what I love about this whole series on growth by removing all of the things that are keeping us from ourselves. A lot of times our own wisdom, our truth And this is what I do love about tapping into our body's intelligence, into what I call the somatic wisdom. And we have so much in our mind all the time, so many things taking us in so many different directions. And the thinking mind is brilliant in so many ways, but it has a lot of meaning making. It it does a lot of... um, 
critical thinking that's like, okay, let me take all this information that I've learned and let me take your, your thoughts and this other, you know, it's, it's trying to piece together all the different information, which is great. Thank you mind for all that you do. However, sometimes when we're at the crossroads of really life changing moments where we need to make decisions and we need to figure out what's true for ourselves I find that the most powerful way to do that is to turn the attention inward and to get really clear about what's happening in the body. Like, what do I feel from my body? Now, this can be really a big kind of overwhelming thought and question for many people who may just be at the beginning of that journey of what it's like to connect to their body, because we have a lot of training in this culture on how to access and tap into our intelligence and into our mind, but tapping into the body is a little bit more challenging for some. So what I like to, you know, encourage people to do is just start by, you know, when you are doing a little bit of self-care or you're trying to get quiet, you know, just tune in to like how your body feels like the edges of the body just spend more and more time. Like, what does my body feel like right now? Do I want to move? Does it have like some, some movement or some stillness that's craving kind of tuning in to what are the needs of the body? And that's hard in and of itself. Cause it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, do you want to lay down? Do you want to stand up? Do you want to move? Do you want to get, you know, all of those kinds of questions. And we start getting more and more connected to the body. Then we start to recognize the signals And when the body is usually saying yes, um, we feel like a full body yes to things. Like there's a reverberation that's kind of like connected, grounded, um, clear, um, expansive. And you can add your experiences of what, how you feel this, Sonia. But like in general, that's kind of what I've noticed in myself and my clients. It's like, oh, all of a sudden there's an openness. They can breathe. They can feel themselves in that moment. They feel like an ease or a deeper connection to the earth. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that feels like a yes. When there's a no, there's usually like more buzziness or like a disconnection. It's like it's hard to kind of find. It feels like the body's sort of dispersed. You know, you fill in all the different things. And there's sometimes heaviness or um, constriction. You know, when there's a no kind of feel it in your gut. And this is why we have that expression. I felt it in my gut. I had this gut feeling because you can feel your, your body's reaction to something. And often when it has this positive, open, expansive reaction, it's because this is a yes for your body. It's a truth telling that's like, yes, I love this. I'm also scared, but I love it. I want to, you know, you can have a little fear and excitement and trepidation, but yeah, it's it's really an interesting thing that we can get to know the more and more times that we inhabit and bring more consciousness, awareness, I guess we would say mindfulness about the body itself. 100%. Like truth telling really does exist in the body, right? It's so pure in a sensation. And, you know, sort of the way that I describe it to my clients is, you know, being in the body, there's a there's feelings and sensations and awareness and the body's wisdom. When we start to bring it to the mind, we also bring along with it 
all of our mindsets, all of our beliefs, all of our trauma, right? all the experiences and the body carries trauma as well, like as sensations or as feelings. But the mind starts to put the meaning to it. The mind starts to need to interpret it all. And those interpretations will very much be the filters that we have, right? So whatever we were indoctrinated with, whatever we were taught, whatever we believed about ourselves, that's how we'll filter it through the mind. But the body has, you know, more unfiltered awareness, you know, and so when when we're, say, we're trying to make a decision, the body might start to get constricted, you know, or it might feel all tingly and excited and expanded, right? Well, that to me is a no and a yes, or at least something in those realms. But the mind comes in and it starts to justify and say, well, you know what, you know, uh, maybe that contraction feeling is there, but really it's probably just my fear. It's probably just, you know, I'm not being brave enough. And right, we talk ourselves into and out of all these different experiences that our body is having. And this is why I feel like sometimes the body is such a powerful place of wisdom and sensations that is not interpreted. And when we get more experienced at not interpreting in a way, or at least minimally interpreting those sensations, that gives us a lot more truth telling. I mean, you know, that's one of those, that's like a skill and a practice that I'm having my clients actually do this month is we're working on being embodied and I'm having them practice how do you you listen to those sensations with minimal interpretation versus bringing them up into our head and starting to justify and, you know, kind of do whatever feels right to our brain or our mind. (laughs) Exactly. No, I think that is so very, so good. So helpful how you explained it and how you talked to your clients about it. Because I did hear a neuroscientist talk about the different parts of the brain and explaining how there's that meaning making. And I think she referred to it as like file cabinets. And so it's got like all these files of all your past history. You know, it's like the the body has its instant experience that, like you said, is not as filtered. So it's just, oh, I feel this, but it goes up into the file cabinets and then your brain is searching through like, oh, I felt this before. That's what that means. And it's very helpful that the mind tries to give context, but what's challenging is sometimes then we're not actually being truthful with what we might know intuitively right then about something we want to say yes to or something we want to say no to or a direction that we want to take. And, you know, I notice when this happens with my clients, they'll start looking outside of themselves a lot. Like the more important that is to them, the more that they felt like their needs are not getting met, they're trying to go outside of themselves. Well, this person's going to tell me, I just got to talk to the right person. And then, you know, I'll go to that expert and that expert and that expert until finally I can figure it out. And whenever I see that, when I see my clients kind of hooked into that external, I try to then remind them to bring it back in to kind of unhook. Because honestly, it's just complicating things. The more that you're pulling from the external makes it more difficult. It's harder to make a decision that way. So unhook from everybody that you're trying to get advice and guidance from and spend more time with yourself. Get into those quiet spaces or just 
listening to music and being by yourself or going for walks and just like, what am I feeling? What am I noticing? What am I responding to? What's coming up for me? What am I wanting to journal about? I mean, there's just, there's so many practices that are not just like sitting still, (laughs) you know, but they're just reflective turning into introspection, this ability to perceive internally what's happening inside of us. Yes, yes, yes. So good. And I, and I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, as I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I think sometimes the reason we don't listen more to our bodies and we search outside ourselves, and I see this particularly with women, is because we don't trust ourselves, right? We've been told that in so many ways our body isn't wise, right? Our body it doesn't know, right? And it, oh, I just, I mean, there's, there's like so many things I can pull out, like politically as well, all these ways in which we've been denied sovereignty over our bodies. We've been dismissed for feeling things, right? That's very sort of there in the medical fields, how often we've been dismissed for feeling things or in the olden days when, you know, people would feel things and they would call it hysteria, you know, like there's all these ways in which we have been told our body isn't trustworthy. And so, you know, that to me is so much of the core of why a lot of times we go to our head or we go to someone outside ourselves for truth or for information because we believe that our body isn't trustworthy. And, you know, this is why I think it's so important that we come out and say, yes, but your body is actually so trustworthy. I mean, one of my favorite books, which a lot of my clients have read, is by Christine Caldwell, and it's, you know, called Getting Our Bodies Back. And one of the things I love that she talks about in there is that our ability, like our body's ability to self-regulate is actually phenomenal, right? Like we think that the body can't self-regulate, right? And I think about this like with food and she talks a lot about addiction in that book. And, you know, we believe that we have to control and limit what we eat and we have to like, you know, but we're, if we're embodied, if we're noticing our body, if we're in tune with our body, the body has this amazing ability to self-regulate. It knows when it's had too much sugar. It knows when it's eating something that doesn't agree with it. It knows when it does something that's self-harming. Like our body is like perfect and amazing. And I think we just have to re- visit that, re-understand that, reframe that, because in so many ways we've been taught that it's not trustworthy. Absolutely. Such a good point and a good thing to remember when you're asking, why is this so hard for me? That there has been a lot of that cultural um, messaging and ways we've had to believe those things in order to be safe. I mean, and I think that Um, definitely I've heard that from clients of mine that maybe trusted themselves for a long time when they were younger. And then it, then they just started realizing like, oh, it doesn't matter how many times I know this and say this, I'm told that it's not true, or I'm told that it doesn't matter, especially my clients that are women of color. Like there's a lot of like, like I know, I know this is true, but then it's picking my battles because there's too many people that will not, um, they'll push against that. They'll tell me that's not true, that I'm not, um, as valuable as I know I am, or I'm not, you know, this or that, whatever their knowing is having that completely discredited, minimized, ignored, and turned on its head. Like 
that that is not true at all, you know? And so after many years of that, it can be very challenging then to be able to find that. What is true for me? Because I've had to be adaptive. I've had to survive. I've had to keep myself safe. You know, I've had to deal with these power structures that don't always allow for my truth to be accessible for me to step into it. Right. Which is one of the other reasons I love this podcast, because we talk about that. Like, what is it like to be a woman in the business arena? And you and I come at that from two white women in the arena. But we also work with women that share their experiences with us that identify in different ways. And I think that that's like a really important thing that we have to keep talking about with anyone who's wondering about their sovereignty, you know, yeah, is... There's so much you can do personally, but then you need to bring that awareness and that compassion to the cultural piece of what impedes us from having our freedom and to speak our truth. Yeah. So so it can be a hard road back toward to being embodied, to trusting our bodies, you know, but I just want to say it's very worth it. <laughs> it's it an is. ongoing practice, but it's so great. And and you know, maybe that's something that we should just mention is you know, what are the benefits of truth-telling? Because I think sometimes we get fearful of truth-telling. But what are the benefits? Why is it worth it to truth-tell? I have so many thoughts on that. But the first thing that came to mind was what I've learned from women older than me. And I have heard from especially women in their 70s or older that one of the things they loved about aging was they started being more true to themselves, more truth-telling, because they just didn't care. They just didn't care anymore. And they're like, screw it, right? <laughs> like, I just don't care. And so that's always been really good advice to me that I've tried then to tap into the benefits of doing that as soon as you can. Because one of the reasons they give for that is that there's something where there's a maturity of self that starts to just say, you know what, this is who I am. And however that impacts other people, it just is what it is. And I'm okay with that. So I think the benefits of that, it, there's like an acceptance when you just tell your truth, it's an acceptance of yourself. It's a radical acceptance of this is who I am. And I'm going to allow myself to be that no matter what, no matter how that impacts everything around me. And the benefits to that are so huge because it's freedom. It's being mm -hmm. congruent. It's being in alignment. It's making decisions that make you feel good. It's good for your energy. It's good for your health. Like so many good things come from telling your truth to yourself, first of all, most importantly, and then finding ways to express that truth and live that so that people around you see that. And don't you hear that all the time? Like when people are living their truth, people notice it and they're like, I mm. love that person. They're so great to be around. I just mm -hmm. feel, you know, because I know that they're just going to speak their truth and they do it compassionately and they, they do it in a way that I don't have to guess and have all these like questions about who they are or how they feel about me. They're just going to tell me. And I love yeah. that. 
I hate having to guess where someone's at or, you know, like it's amazing how much energy we spend trying to like guess where someone's at or what they need or what we should say or not say, right? Like so much energy. But when someone is just like, hey, I'm just going to tell you the truth. This is just what I'm about. There's no guessing and that's so much beautiful energy. And I love what you said as well because I, uh, I also think that truth-telling actually gives us all the things we say we want in life. I mean, really, if you boil it down, I've asked thousands of women what their desire is, what they actually want to create, whether it's with their business or wealth or their career or whatever. It usually comes down to a few words, right? Freedom, uh, security, like fulfillment, you know, sort of these really basic concepts of what we're looking for in our lives. We want to feel fulfilled. We want to, you know, feel like we're purposeful. We want to feel like we're having impact. We want to feel like we're free. Well, all of that actually only comes from truth telling. Like we think so often that we can get to fulfillment or we can get to security or we can get to freedom if we create enough money, if everything outside of us is good, right? If we've got the house and the kids and the good job, you know, like we have all these ideas about what creates all those things, but that's all illusion. The real truth is that it is when we are fully truthful with ourselves that all of those experiences are available to us. Freedom only comes through that process. So I think that's a really important thing to note, um, you know, and is the greatest value of learning to truth tell. Yes, yes. And notice that like when we first started talking, we said, you know, we're going to talk about the importance of the truth telling for self and then truth telling to others and how they're so connected. You really can't tell the truth to other people if you don't have the truth in yourself. If you don't know your own truth, how are you going to express that? So, and then that ripple effect and how it actually becomes easier. So the more that you step in and just ask, you know, is this true for me? And, you know, am I being honest? Am I being truthful? I cannot remember who it was that shared this, but I was listening to a podcast And it was an author that was sharing their practice, a pretty well-known author, I think. So if anybody knows, um, I'm not trying to to take this idea. I heard it (laughs) from someone that I thought this was really great. And what she um, would ask herself is she would do like this kind of exercise of, you know, over the next week, I'm going to just put a timer on my phone and every hour... I'm just going to have it ask, like, are you being honest? I love that. And so it's this practice of she had to just stop and think about that. And of course, it's like, am I being honest with myself is mostly what's going on right there. Like, am I being honest? Am I being honest? Am I, you know, right now, if I'm, I'm in here having this conversation with you, am I being honest right now? Is I'm being as honest as I can be? Yeah, I am. Oh my God, that feels awesome. But maybe in another hour, I'm having a conversation with my husband and he's asking me something that I'm afraid to hurt his feelings. And so I'm looking at that going, am I being honest? Hmm. I'm not being honest. Maybe I'm trying to save his feelings. Okay. Well, how could I just say, honey, I love you so much and I don't want to tell you this, but I feel like it's really important that I say this compassionately, right? So constantly checking in with ourselves. And if you need a practice, I just thought that was a really cool exercise that she gave herself was actually making that intention and having something remind her, are you being honest right now? 
And then in the middle of anything you're doing, you have to think about that. I love that. That's such a good practice. Like, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, because I really feel like in my personal life right now, I'm working a lot on truth telling. I'm talking a lot about this with my family as well. Because the thing is, we, you know, in this moves sort of to our relationships to others. How do we do truth telling with others, right? And I think what happens is we're so conditioned to achieve our needs through manipulative ways, right? Or through ways that will get us what we need, but we can't be direct, you know, maybe as children. Like I definitely learned that being direct was not okay, that I needed to be, you know, to come at things from a soft way, to come at things from a people-pleasing way, and then I could get my needs met. And so, you know, so much of the way that I functioned for a long time in my life is to get what I need, not through truth telling, but through, you know, people pleasing, through giving first and then asking for what I want, right? Through all these different ways in which we sort of manipulate and, you know, get what we need. But really, truth telling is being able to say very clearly, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is who I am, right? This this is how it is. What you do with that, that's up to you, right? And we can do that, of course, in a more kind way and a more compassionate way, not in a, you know, this is how it is, damn you, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, there's, there's, this is my truth. Aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sonia gave me permission to tell my <laughs> truth. Right. And so I'm yeah, don't go doing that. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's important to note that there is this power when you can just lay things out on the table and just say, this is where I'm at. Like, absolutely. Where are you at? Right? Like, how can we navigate this together? Um, I think it's just, you know, in trying to do that in a family, like, you know, my family has these really interesting dynamics. Everybody in my family is really different. They all have different energy, different functioning, different needs. And it's like trying to get everybody to come at things with a more truth telling is really fascinating right now. It's what we're exploring. Um, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's really fascinating right now. See, Sonia's <laughs> practicing her. I'm just staying open to see. I'm curious. Staying open, see what's happening. And, you know, yeah, and it's hard, right? Like, you know, and so I think moving from sort of the self, I, I think once we fully have acknowledged our truth, right? And then I even think gone so far as to accept our truth, it is a lot easier to share our truth. And sometimes we're not fully there yet. Like we, you know, sometimes I might have an insight about my truth, but I haven't really fully accepted it. And the way it comes out isn't really truth telling, right? It's a little bit harsh or a little bit like vulnerable, a little bit weird. But definitely once we accept it, it is easier to, you know, tell people. But, you know, what are some ways, Laura, that we can create a a smoother you know, process of truth telling with others that allows us to be really direct and clear and, and yeah, just makes it a much smoother process. Cause I think people are really, really scared of telling the truth to people. Well, and it's definitely an area where we don't have a lot of practice, like communication skills should be something that's taught so much more than it is. I mean, there's a little bit of that happening in schools now, but you know, (laughs) not enough. So just basic communication and like from the positive communication um, world, like you can um, 
definitely find lots of different therapist websites on like how to use um, I statements and like positive communication that's owning your experience. I mean, that's the big thing is when we tell the truth not to blame or, 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 you know, say this must be what you're experiencing, but really naming, um, you know, I'm really working on checking in with myself before I say yes or no. So I want to be really honest with you that I'd love to do this um, yet, or I'd be honest with you that I'd love to consider whether or not this is a great thing for me, but I need some time to get back to you or something right where you're like, if you're trying to decide whether something's right or wrong, you might be the instant, I mean, something's a yes or a no. You might be the instant pleaser. So this is the thing that's coming to mind because I can be that way. Like, yes, of course I can do that. But me practicing owning that truth, then I just name that. You know what? I have been feeling a bit depleted lately. I'm a little overextended. And even though I love what you're doing and I normally would jump at the opportunity, I'm going to need some time to think about it and I'll get back to you, you know? And then if you need that, just that time, we've talked about this before, it's kind of like setting those boundaries. The communication is just own what's true for you and not make it about them. And also own like what's really exciting. Like, I love that you're doing this, you know, and I wish that I could participate yet for me right now. I don't really have that in my schedule. I don't have the energy right now or, you know, whatever that is that you're trying to. And there's so many different arranged different situations that we could apply this to. But it's that owning what's true for you, speaking for that. You're not speaking for them. You're not trying to (laughs) <laughs> fix it on their end. You're just naming what's true for you. Yeah. And and actually the more unfiltered it is, the better, right? Like, you know, I was, I'm thinking of like sometimes when, you know, I get in really good fights, right? <laughs> With mm-hmm. My partner, like, you know, I'm good at being able to, you know, sort of come at a place where I can own but not own, right? Like I think, you know, we can get very skilled in sort of half owning things. But the more I, you know, so I, in other words, I can come and I can say something like, the way you're reacting right now is hurting me, right? Or the way you're reacting right now is not very conducive to our, you know, relationship or, but that's still not fully owning. Or I can say something like, you know what, I'm feeling this energy in my body right now and I'm feeling my central nervous system is picking up. I'm feeling, you know, maybe really a lot of anxiety in my stomach. You know, I'm feeling like I want to retreat, right? And in no way am I putting it on him or, you know, like sort of half owning but half not owning or making him doing something to me, right? right. I'm able to just get a little bit more honest about what is and that goes back to that kind of truth telling of self what is actually happening in me right now right and i think that is this really important process and when we can do that the other person doesn't feel defensive you know because they don't have to there's they can't you know they have no opinion about what i'm feeling yeah. right but the second i bring them into it the second i make it like you're doing this to me yes. or you're behaving in an inappropriate way well they can deny it they can be defensive against that and i think that's just an important little piece that really is helpful is the better we get at truth telling with ourselves and staying with that when we're communicating with others it makes the the you know especially very very 
very touchy subjects, it makes them easier to navigate. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's a practice. But when you have the intention of really owning what's true for you and doing your best to say, this is what's happening. And me, like you said, this is my experience. And then you give the person a chance to respond about their experience. And there's not kind of this battling it out. Well, who's right or wrong? It's like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. Okay. I wonder what we might be able to do. Um, you know, with both of our truths kind of thing. So there's definitely, I think it would be good to have a whole kind of conversation about communication and interpersonal communication because it's, it's difficult because we're messy. We're a little messy, complicated, unique human beings, and we can all mean well, but the way you're communicating through your body, through your tone, through the words that you're using, there's a lot of things just to consider how to be more mindful of those in the expression of your truth or in negotiating between you and your partner's truths when they're conflicting. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, it can be so intense in some of those experiences. I mean, one of the things that I found my clients really like that I talk about is that the the only responsibility we really have to another person is truth. Right. It's just telling our truth. Like that is, that's the only, we don't need to protect their feelings. Right. We don't need to um, figure out their needs. We don't need to own their stuff. We don't need to, you know, not own their stuff. We don't, we, like, there's no other responsibility but just telling truth, putting it on the table. And then what they do with that is really up to them. But, you know, we haven't really been taught that, especially women, right? Because we are taught at such a young age to to notice what's in the room, to navigate the emotions there. And if we're impasse or we're naturally, you know, able to, to feel all of these things, you know, we we start to navigate everybody else's emotions. I mean, there's so many clients I'm working with where, you know, we're talking about something and I'm like, uh, why are you so drained when you go out to the, you know, to, to your parents' house? And, you know, it comes to that they're owning all their emotions. And I'm like, why is that yours to own? Why is that, you know, really all our responsibility is, is to tell truth. It's just that we, we haven't practiced that. We haven't been taught that. We haven't experienced that. And it's a really powerful process when we recognize that that's all we have to do. That's all we owe anyone. Yeah. Such a good reminder of these, the importance of truth. And um, I, we might both be doing a little exercise. We'll check in with ourselves more often. Like, you know, am I being honest right now? <sighs> yeah. 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 It's really good. So this was a really great episode. You know, I hope, hopefully it just kind of, highlights this idea that, you know, the more we practice truth-telling, the more we can let go of all the other Mm -hmm. responsibilities we take and all the other things that we try to do or avoid. And that really allows us to grow, right? It really allows us to um, create all the things we want in our life, freedom, fulfillment, joy. They're all there at the end of that. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week. Did you enjoy the show? Before you head off to the next adventure, I wanted to share with you some of the ways women in the collective practice truth-telling. As a group, we support each other to unpack our truth. 
Mastering the skill of truth-telling means you know your desires. You get good at asking for what you want. You set boundaries and enforce them. And because you know what you want and have accepted your truth, you are far more likely to create it in your life, work, relationships, or business. Want to learn more? Just visit worthywomencollective.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself and see you next time. 